You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, where it's all about helping you grow your Denver real estate portfolio. Here's your host, Chris Lopez. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here, and welcome to our monthly property management update podcast episode here for the Denver market. So this is actually going to be for August and September, since I was not able to record uh, the one in August. September got really busy, and plus I took a vacation. So we are going to dive the numbers for how August and September performed. And my first guest is Ellie Reimer and Devin Reimer with Airwood Property Management. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Good, good. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is for August and September. I'm glad you said that. So I have my numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, we're talking about August 2 today. <laughs> okay. Back up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> glad we're on the same page now. Yeah, um, we're with no, you. But with, but with all that uh, said, I'm, what I'm really curious now because, you know, end of July is when that extra unemployment money ran out from the CARES Act, the extra $600 a week. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, that was like a red flag on the horizon. How are things shaking out so far? Is it uh, worse, better, about the same? Just how is that impacting rental payments? So August was still pretty stable. Um, September, we started to kind of see different different fluctuation in rental payments. So my people that were paying on the 5th now became like the 15th and then became the 20th. And we put more payment plans in effect. Um, and we're not talking about October yet. Well, that'll be next month's podcast, but, um, you can definitely tell the, uh, storm is, uh, it's a here. Um, people were so worried back in March, April, May, June. Um, but you know, people are really struggling right now. So it's uh, all about communication and flexibility. And now that we have the courts back in our favor, um, it's a little bit more unique. So, um, to answer your question, August, I would say was still pretty stable. We had the same amount of delinquency. September started to change. Um, and then October is a whole new ballgame. How much did it start changing in September? Like, I'm assuming was so August was about the same September. Are we talking like, you know, a couple percent less or? Yeah. yeah. Um, overall, we still collected um, most of our rents, um, but it just took longer. And they're all over the map. I'm talking yeah. like, I mean, I don't want to, we spent a huge amount of time explaining to owners why they were short $300, $400, $500 because we pay. And then I kept paying and paying and paying. And they're so confused because honestly, we have tenants that are paying 25 bucks a day. We have $50 a day. Then we have tenants that don't pay anything at all. Um, So, and a lot of promises to pay and a lot of broken promises. And that's the biggest fluctuation. I actually have been seeing in the middle of September coming into October. Just people really don't know what to do. And the sad part is, is there's a huge amount of resources still available for tenants to get caught up. Um, they just have to reach out. And so I pound into these tenants' head. They have to communicate with us. No communication is really bad. If you're silent back there, I don't know what you're doing. You're not communicating. Yep. Uh, I mean, like I just had a tenant two weeks ago, a huge balance. Um, she dropped in September and October and we put one form in and the check comes in on Friday. I mean, it's not magic. You just have to reach out. But I see a lot of embarrassment. Um, a lot of people are trying to go around me um, or they're trying to get to Devin. Um, maybe cause I'm not, he's nicer than me. I don't know. Um, we haven't figured that one out. We're not going to try to yeah. figure that out, but uh, <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <I think come. laughs> yeah. it's like good cop, bad cop. Poor Lisa will call them about their water bill. And they're like, so can I talk to you about rent? And she's like, no, you got to talk to Ellie. They're like, no, you know? So I think a lot of embarrassments coming in. People are yeah. super sad, um, that they just really are having a hard time getting caught up. 
Is it like a certain segment of like a certain part of town or a certain like, you know, a class C or you know, types of types yeah. of areas or properties? I would definitely say right now, um, class C properties are definitely getting hit. Um, and North Aurora is definitely um, very unique right now and people mm-hmm. paying the rent. And it's different people than we had issues with. Uh, in general, I would say mostly the same, but there are more people now that it, it seems to be affecting when it comes to yeah. our portfolio. Yeah. And you mentioned there's resource available for tenants. Like, what are those resources? Are those are those like third party nonprofits? They have they like are. grants or like what is it when you say resources? Well, City of Aurora is granting a huge amount of money. So in the month of September, I received like twenty thousand dollars from City of Aurora to get people caught up. So like wow. City of Aurora, like it's not Section Eight; it's like a branch of them. Um, they're actually funding. I get a whole bunch of funding from churches every single month now. Um, and then there's actually a Colorado website, and I can send it to you. Um, that people go on and the landlord has to apply. So it's a huge amount of work for us. Um, but I always tell my tenants, I don't care. Our goal is to keep you in a home and my, my rent paid. And we have to send over ledgers. Like none of it can come from the tenant. So that's when the embarrassment really comes in because the tenant has to call in and ask for help. Mm. And we apply on the behalf of them. And they're fast. They approve it in 72 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're super okay. fast. And they're not catching up like huge balances. So like they'll ask me, hey you know, will you negotiate with us or this, that, and it depends, you know, go to my owners to see. The sad part is that some of my owners are holding me on evictions and I'll tell you, Arrowwood's moving full forward with evictions. I mean, mm-hmm. if you owe me a balance and you're not communicating, you're, you know, we'll see you in court. I, I know just from just some conversations we've had, you know, off the podcast mm-hmm. channel, I think last time we talked, I know you had processed, I think two evictions so far in the last month or so. Is yeah, that- and then both of those got moved out. We both, we won judgment on both. Um, one pulled me to trial and, uh, 30 minutes before trial, she tried to give me keys because she didn't want the eviction on her credit. And then the other one moved out prior to, um, the court hearing. And we currently have, uh, nine in court right now coming up. And the main thing here is it just cannot be COVID related and it doesn't seem to be an issue. Um, if they have proof that it's COVID related, more Depends what judge it is. I mean, the judges are really frustrated too. I actually feel like this is the first time property managers actually have the law back on our side. Um, I mean, this one girl tried taking us COVID and the judge was real honest. Said, okay, where's your doctor's note? Where's your doctor's report? Were you collecting unemployment? Did you pay her anything through unemployment? Her answer was no, 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 no. And the judge is like, we're putting judgment on you. You got to go. But the tricky side is, is the opposite side sheriffs still aren't working, right? So we get judgment. What does that really mean? We just pray that the tenant has enough common sense at that point to move out. And most of ours are moving out once we get judgment. And that's because the sheriff isn't going into people's... I don't think they're going back out. depends on what county. And so, I don't know, the legal team said, we really don't know when they're going to come back out and start doing the physical evictions. Uh, But Arrowhead, we've been pretty lucky. Once we process them, they move out. I mean, I had All two right. I posted this month and they moved out before I could even take them to court. They literally called me and said, here's keys, we're out. That's just, it's sad all around. Especially it like, is, it's very sad. Definitely. We feel it bad. It sounds like I know we've talked to a lot of these, you know, these people that just, it's, it's bad luck for them, unfortunately. It Are is. you having many people like just abuse a system and give you the, you know, the, the middle finger and say, hey, I'm ignoring your phone calls, you know, all this stuff. Do you have many of those happening right now? Yeah, those are the nine that are in the court system right now. Okay. Um, because the other ones, you know, I feel like a buy here, pay here place, but it's the truth. You know I mean? Like if they're paying and they're consistent, you know, I got one kid that pays me like $300 every Friday. He's never missed a beat. 
and the owner's cool with it. The owner's like, okay, let's keep them in. I don't want to put them homeless. But the people that we processed and pushed the, pulled the trigger on this month were the ones that just put, pretty much gave us the middle finger. They'd never call unless the refrigerators yeah. broke. And then I and sent it to Devin. Of course, time and time again, you know, like month by month, it's not just the first no. offense. And then, you know, it's ridiculous. Of course we're trying to work with them. Yeah. Okay. So what's your kind of just generally, you know, more of a, you know, short-term, medium-term outlook, you know, through quarter four, quarter one, this next year, like on the market advice to landlords out there, as you know, like, I mean, you guys manage properties for me, a lot of our clients, like just what's, what's, what's your advice from the set of trenches that you're in versus that I'm in? Um, as the property management trenches right now is the biggest thing is keeping people in, getting these rents paid, get them mm-hmm. current, get them assistance. That's our biggest goal for this quarter. I'm kind of hoping that the, the world overall kind of calms down a little bit, mm-hmm. um, between this election and COVID. Um, I've never just on like, not even the delinquency side, the way people talk, it's just like, what is this? Who are you? Um, the biggest thing I tell all investors, even these guys that are self-managing and I've said this from day one on your podcast, they have to know what they're doing when they're qualifying these guys because people aren't processing evictions. So you don't know what you're getting. And so if you just look at their credit and you like their face or you like their income and you put them in, they could have been just evicted and screwed somebody over nine months of worth of income, you know, rent. So you have to really watch what you're doing on the rental process. My gut keeps telling me, I think this will calm down. And I think, you know, my prediction is like price, the property's right. It's priced right. It's clean. It's not located in central mm-hmm. Denver. Yeah. It's still ready like hotcakes. Exactly. So we've seen a huge <laughs> slowdown in like huge. downtown Denver. Uh, yeah larger apartment buildings, those types of units are leasing a lot slower now. Um, we've actually seen a slowdown in some of the like exterior communities to like the more suburban areas, houses that we would traditionally rent very quickly. They're just on the market a little bit longer. So we're seeing that. Creative. And, you have yeah. to become very creative Definitely. right now. Um, and of course, you know, we're still trying to do, you know, good marketing and all of that to try to have them know what they're getting into before they even see the property. Um, and then the other thing we're still focusing on is just renewals rather than, you know, risking a vacancy with, uh, increased rent. We're just renewing people. You know, the way we're looking at that is it buys us another year. Um, where we do nine months, we're very creative right now with the portfolio. We're trying to accommodate with, you know, owners and tenants were traditionally, we were like 12 month lease. That's just what we do. And some circumstance but now we're just like hey if you need a seven month lease we'll work with you um but the rental market is still insane it's like you know we put up your note like i have one of your properties that you know the tenant had to move out and we put another one in and i had two other available in that complex and yours rented in like 12 hours Uh, i'm like okay what's it's i can't tell you how many conversations that we have with owners every single day if i had a crystal ball i'd be rich right now um, because <laughs> I would be, because I can comp a property, Chris, and put it on the market. It'll set, and all the comps support that. I adjust it a hundred; it rents. It's okay. the The market, you know, I mean, we're it's black and white, right? We can usually get the comps pretty set. This market, like I have buildings that are off of Gaylord. Um, in spring before COVID, they would rent in two hours. I'm setting on them 47, 48 days. We would literally stack them okay. in, no vacancies. Yeah. And now these units are sitting empty. And we have very creative stuff. So like you said, a 15 month lease, you get two months free. So we're not just, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. We have a lot of conversations with our investors, but 
that goes back to good relationships with the investors. So they know exactly what's going on. And they kind of help us out and say, hey, this is what I can afford. This is what I want to do. Um, but to add on what Devin said on the tenants renewal, if they're good tenants and they've been paying through COVID, I tell my owners, we're not going to raise them because it's not worth 25 bucks to lose these guys and yeah. keep them. Yep. So we're keeping everybody through COVID. Next March, we're going to be slammed on move outs. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of pushing a lot of leases. We're kind of pushing just after, you know, February, March. So. Get us out of January. Yep. So let me ask this. This just popped my mind. I mean, you know, one of, one of my rules of thumbs here when I buy rentals and often what I recommend to, to our, our investors as a minimum is, hey, once you buy a property, you know, make sure you have six months worth of, you know, PITI payments or $10,000 a month in the account, one or the other. Since COVID hit, I kind of up my reserves a little bit more. But yeah, I'm always like, you know, hey, if I have a few bad months or, you know, one of my properties, a tenant, you know, stopped paying for a month, moved out, you know, that stuff happens. And that's, mm. that's part of the game. Um, but obviously with COVID, there's just a lot more going on, unfortunately. Like, what's a good, like, if you guys can answer this, like, what's a good, you know, percent reserves or like, you know, hey, what's a, how can someone weather this, you know, worst case scenario? Because right now, you know, from like a long-term perspective, buying Endeavor makes sense. Very low interest rates, are growing. Most tenants are, are paying, uh, you know, well, but there's that chance to hit one of the, the unlucky jackpot. Yep. What advice do you have to help, you know, landlords? And they, you know, hopefully they're going their eyes wide open, but like how much money should they have set aside? How long should they expect? Hey, I should be prepared for six months or nine months of, of vacancy and paid. Like what's kind of like a worst case scenario that, you know, we could just hopefully help plan for. Exactly. So now I still feel pretty strong about the six month mark because now that we have um, the legal side back on us, if we were still setting to like no evictions till 1231, you know, till December, they kept pushing us and pushing us. I mean, now legally we can still post now we can charge late fees and we can evict. If that doesn't change, I feel very confident that the six month reserve is pretty good. Um, because even under COVID 30 day posting, if you have a management company that's on top of it, if they post in the day the rent's due, they don't negotiate, don't take any other payments and get them in court. You should still be able to get them out of court within a 60 day turn okay. with that 30 days. And they are talking, you know, obviously they say everything, but it, like January going back to 10 days serve because this 30 day serve is insane because it absolutely, it's insane for both parties because it buries the tenant. So they have 30 days to pay me, you know, October's rent. Then by the time I can take them to court, November's rents are you do, they already owe me two months. Um, and I will tell you, I mean, I've talked to a lot of my other, you know, companies, competitors, and they're all saying the same thing. Once we do post and we push forward, they're all moving out. Because I think people are sitting there waiting to kind of see if we are going to pull the trigger, right? Um, but then, you know, again, then today's news, you hear that COVID's back on the rise again. And, you know, we're all going to try to avoid a shutdown again. And I, all I do is pray that we don't have a shutdown because yeah. the, the C-grade clients are the ones that really got killed by that shutdown. Yeah. And to go over like more off of that, um, I would say another important thing, especially if it might be their first property or um, numbers are going to be tight. I would say be prepared, you know, let's say you're going to buy it and then put it on the market. I would say be prepared to, you know, maybe not have a tenant for the first two months, you know, even though previously we would say, Hey, we're going to get you rented in under 20 days. So you, you know, you might not have to pay anything. That's um, a good point. I didn't even but, think about that. But now since yeah. it's so unpredictable, um, I would say just be prepared. Maybe we're not going to rent you out the first month you get the property available. 
Um, or, you know, we might not be at the rent that you were expecting. And I do think those units still might be worth that rent after this, but right now, because it's so unpredictable, we might get you $200 less a month, but I would still think that's a good long-term investment. I think rents will go back up and so on and so on. So as long as you're willing to, or you just understand that you might not be making a ton of money right off the bat, or maybe this first lease then you should be okay. Um, and like Ellie said, yeah. I think, you know, early to mid next year, things should be back to normal. And to count on that, when we're discounting a lease to put somebody in there and get it full, um, we don't put them in a year lease because we all know the market's going to come back and it's going to pull us back up. Well, we, um, we know. And I will tell you, our, some of our competition's killing us because they're giving the stuff away. I mean, and when I come into an area and I know this door is worth twenty one ninety five, and I comp it, and these three guys fire sell at eighteen ninety five, seventeen ninety five, and a fourteen ninety five. That's absolutely absurd. Um, it killed me. I was like, oh my god! I mean, like I'm setting at twenty one ninety five. Comp, comp, comp comes in behind me. All of them running like hotcakes, still within a thirty day max. That's what's crazy. Is even if you're fire selling right now, it's still taking a good thirty. Yeah. It's really like underpricing oh, yeah. is not doing you it's much not. better than just kind of holding still and being no. relatively conservative. And I can't tell you how many leases it's insane to me in 15 years. I've never seen this kind of market. I get them all the way to lease signing. And that's a huge process, right? We are to the ink drying and they pull lost their job. Husband got COVID kids sick. I mean, the stories, and I mean, I can't say their stories. It's life, right? It's insane what's happening. And people are like, I mean, I don't even take them off the market anymore. We just keep running backups and showings because it's never, it's not even, I don't feel it's like guaranteed until they like move in and I hand them keys. Mm. I had a girl that last week I moved in, in, gave her keys. Um, she paid for her deposit first month's rent, lost her job the next day. So that sucks. It does suck. And in those of course, we're like, well, we moved yes, her out. Please yeah. leave. You know, like <laughs> you are being responsible by saying you can no longer yeah. afford this. We love that. Yes, not in. Yes. have your money. Crazy market, though. I mean, I if I just had that crystal ball, I'd be rich. So, kind of because uh, I, I make it. I, I value you know your guys' opinions so much. You know, so with the trenches here and on the PM side. So, to kind of recap, the advice here is like, hey, it's going to be choppy here for mm-hmm. quarter one or you yeah. know quarter four quarter one probably quarter two um but long term we're not falling off a cliff no yep. and That's, honestly yeah. i was just saying to dev i don't know if quarter one's gonna be rough i really believe if covid can stay down i mean obviously the media is ramping this but ramping this back up i can't tell you how many tenants told me today do you hear covid's back on the ramp i don't want you guys in da, 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 da. i'm like okay so, you know, we're pulling back, not pulling back on maintenance, but making sure we're still conservative to the clients and all that stuff. Um, but I think everybody's just in such a tizzy between the election and this COVID thing. I think once we celebrate 2021, this world will come back to normal. I hope. All right. Well, I hope your crystal ball is right on that. My crystal ball is going to make me rich first quarter. <laughs> I, I have a little bit more. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of pessimistic through 2021 that I also think it I might think take us a little bit really? longer. I think it will yeah. be middle of end of summer. Then we'll see wow. things starting to stabilize. But I think we've seen the worst. I think we've seen the worst in the eviction hole. Um, okay. Like we're renting properties that we're pulling out of state clients. These people have beautiful credit, beautiful income. Crazy twist is nine out of 10 of them work from home. They all transferred to Denver when they got a work from home job. Half of these guys don't even work from Colorado. They work from Pennsylvania, New York, 
I mean, it's insane. Like that Knox building you filled, it's all these guys work from home and not one of them are based out of Colorado. They're all moving to Colorado um, because they love Colorado, but they're working from home from another company. So it's working for us. I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, I can't tell you our new base of clients have been phenomenal. Yeah. So that's the cool part. And the market's still like Robin Woods are insane fast. I mean, like, so when you balance out the numbers, if you still do the days on the market, we're still running at 20 days. That's what's crazy. Because I have wow. such, we have such a, a portfolio that still rents quick, like hotcakes. And then we got the outliers. That yeah. I ball for. So, so last question here for you. I mean, you know, I'm an investor. A lot of our clients are investors. You guys work with investors. Uh, I mean, still a good time to buy in your perspective or sit back and wait. What's the consensus on, on your perspective? How do you buy and buy and buy and buy, but be prepared, yep. you know, uh, yep. have you have the extra money lined up, uh, and make sure it's for, in good shape. Yeah. Longer vacancies yep. potentially. Um, but I still think it's a good time to buy. Oh, absolutely. Cool. We still have investors bringing us properties every day and they rent. I mean, honestly, our new portfolio runs better than our old one. <laughs> <laughs> our new properties rent faster. And I honestly believe I'm going to add this on the delinquency or on the, the vacancy and time to rent is the times have changed. I have a T60, right? So you give me 60 day notice, you're moving out. Well, nobody wants to let me show their home. So I have to wait for the tenant to move out. Then I start marketing it or we pull up coming soon on it to get enthusiastic, right? So by the time I rent it, we're already empty. Two weeks four weeks an average investors losing a month of rent because yeah. I can't show the properties. So that's another thing that's killing us on COVID because I will tell you, like if you do a video with people stuff in it, they just don't go. People want mm. an empty video. They don't want it staged. They want to know when they can move in it and what really color the walls are. When I'm bringing in new properties, they're all empty. They rent fast. Oh, and I will, okay. and I will firmly still believe that 100%. I had one owner. She's like, you can show it the whole time I'm here. We showed it, we showed it, we showed it. We wasted marketing time. We wasted the Zillow clock. The minute she moved out, we put new carpet in it, cleaned it, it rented within five days. Another reason to renew though. Yeah. And the other thing is, is a lot of people are looking so far in advance too. So like I have a huge fluctuation of tenants right now looking for December move-ins, January move-ins. I'm like, oh, you're way too early. But I really believe that notice to vacate time has killed us with COVID because we can't show the properties. Because usually my owners never even knew, but they knew a tenant was moving out, but they never knew it income wise because we had it within a two day turn max. Wow. Yeah. But now you're going to be at a, at a month turn time. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, by the time I get on the market, we're already down two weeks, two weeks, four okay. weeks. So it's just creative. I call it, uh, it's a very creative business right now. A lot of flexibility, a lot of creativity. But if you got the money. Awesome. Then, yeah. Well, I appreciate it, guys. So yeah, again, this was Ellie and Devin with Arrowwood. You guys have questions, you can reach out to them. Their uh, website and contact details in the show notes. But guys, thank you so much. And we'll see you next thank month. You. All course, right, thanks. All right, everyone. I am now talking with Anne-Marie Sunday of Legacy Property Management. And so Anne-Marie, it's been like two months since we've talked. I got busy and missed uh, the August update. So. How are you? And we got lots to talk about. Yeah, we do. Yeah, no, I'm great. Things are busy. Things are crazy, but it's all really fun. Good. Good. So we are recording this on October 8th. And so we're going to talk about, we're going we're gonna to cram two months in here. We're going to talk August data and September data. Cool. So if you can give us a rundown how August and September performed, 
we or I and a bunch of people are very interested in knowing? Okay. Um, both months, we are still having record months. Uh, I'm still reporting 100% uh, rent collection, nice. which is, um, I feel very, very blessed. We all do. Uh, and so from that perspective, we have no rent payment plans. We have, we have not had requests for that. Um, I, I do believe that, again, it's the market that our company and the niche that we've created However, we have brought on anywhere from eight to 12 properties. Um, I I would say we've brought on 12 properties in the past two months, and we've started off October with three three additional properties. So we are still adding into the portfolio, which tells me, again, I'm sticking to single-family homes are still very much in demand. If you're a realtor or if you're not and you're an investor trying to buy... Uh, you will know that the inventory is still really low in Denver, and this is impacting our business tremendously. We are still leasing in 30 days, sometimes 45, depending on where the house is. Uh, Again, condos, there is an oversaturation of condos, especially in the downtown market. So it's taking a long time. So are you... um, I know of, oh gosh, I think many months ago we were talking about, you had said you had like, you know, at least back in like May timeframe, I think you seem to have like a surge of people from New York City basically coming as tenants to rent from you. Are you still seeing a lot of out-of-state people? Are you seeing more out-of-state people than normal renting or do you know? This is the time right now. It's all out-of-state. It's all really? out of the people that move uh, across town, that typically happens in the spring. And so those out-of-staters are competing with local people that might be in a rental that their owner said, hey, I'm going to sell. I'm taking advantage of the market. I'm going to sell it. So they had to find a place. Or they just wanted to move for whatever reason. And they move during the school season. So they, they are bedded down typically by the end of June. This is all typically relos. I mean, I don't even think we have anybody coming in or looking at our properties that are not coming from out of state. Are you, are they, do you know, are they coming from like, is it New York, California, like New York City, San Francisco, or like, do you know where they're they're, from? They are all over. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I would say Florida, East Coasters, Florida, uh, Tech, uh, New York. So still that Eastern seaboard, we have a few coming from California, not much from, you know, like a Texas type thing, but certainly they're coming from the coasts and they're coming into Colorado for sure. All right. Well, that's, and do you know, are these just people they're taking advantage of, like they're working from home now and they want to live in a better area like Colorado? Yeah. You know, uh, know, I, I think it's interesting because before we had this COVID scenario, we had some companies that came into Denver. One was VF Corp, made their headquarters, left California, made their headquarters right at Union Station in Denver. They have since, they're still here, but they have since, uh, they were building their headquarters or whatever, rehabbing the building they were taking at the Union Station. They have since delayed their uh, employment, I'm sorry, their employees from coming into the office until next spring. So they are all remote working. And, you know, if we contact any HOAs, you get the recording, we're all working from home. So there's a delay in 
uh, us getting back to you. Same with the water companies. I mean, it's crazy. So everybody has adapted to this remote work uh, environment. And I assume I don't, I, you know, I'm not screening these tenants now, Chris. I mean, I have three property managers that are doing that. So I'm not exactly sure who, what they are all doing, but I can tell you from my own personal rentals, um, I've had a couple of people with the DOJ coming into town uh, for a two-year stint. We still have people coming in on assignment that are getting assigned into Denver for whatever reason. They stay here for one to two years and then they're leaving again. So clearly they would not be buying. They would be renting for those time, that time frame. So All it right. is amazing, despite COVID, how, much, how many people are coming into the state. And so what about, I mean, obviously you're a hundred percent rent collection. You said no payment plans, no payment plans. Wow. Okay. Um, hundred percent, no payment plans. So obviously the cares act unemployment running out did not affect your niche in your, your rental market. It sounded like it didn't. And I expected to have a little bit of, um, pushback or communication from some tenants this was the month I was expecting, October. And, and I know you were not talking about October, but um, you know, I think, I'm, I think I'm almost all rent collected at this point, even the two that are typically later. Um, I think I'm, I'm hitting October numbers. I didn't look. I looked for September for sure. But um, I was expecting October, November to be where we were going to have our hardship. And so far, no. Well, that's so, good news. Yeah. What about in terms of like... Um, you know, rent bumps or rent increases. Are you keeping things flat? Are you increasing a little bit right now? What's your strategy there? Um, so on lease renewals, those are we're primarily happening in the spring and summer months. Uh, we we held. I would say it was a fifty fifty. We held um steady on most of them or a lot of them. You know, uh, most of our renewals that occurred were in condos. Thank God, because I didn't want to have to lease up a condo again um, this year. So those we may have boosted twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, if if the market rate allowed us to. If we were at top market, we we advised our owners to hold steady and be thankful we were rented. Um, houses, we did have some renewals, but I'm telling you, we have been on the market with a lot of houses, both new into the portfolio portfolio or people that have purchased, they did find a house bought. Um, so in terms of when we go to market fresh, we still run a rental rate and we adjust accordingly slightly because I believe, I believe that those rent rates that they're posting, like in Rentometer, those might be a little pre-COVID times. Uh, so they might not be totally accurate, uh, but I'm always happy to try to see the feedback. Uh, the number of showings we have on houses is incredible. Uh, so I don't feel like we've been priced wrong for most the most part. All right, good. And in terms of, you know, I know we've talked about some on past episodes with you, you know, just your outlook on buying rentals. So it sounds like you're still bullish. And I think you just bought another rental, right? That's what you mentioned hey. you briefly when we record. <laughs> I actually bought, I just turned my primary <laughs> into a rental and it's rented November 1. Again, this is a single family house. It's a ranch. It's five bedrooms. We had 
six uh, tours of it, two applications, and we are rented within uh, less than a week. So November 1, this is rented, and um, we're moving before the end of the month uh, into another house. So yes, I do think that if you, there are deals to be had. You definitely have to be ready for multiple offers for sure. We were against eight people. So, um, you know, yes, I, I, it, it is still a good time. Um, I, think, I think what I see, I don't do anything really on the real estate side. Um, you know, I don't know what you can comment to this, my husband and being in real estate, the comments, though, are, you know, for 600000 they expect it to be this, I'm not going to have to do any work. And the reality is, is that most of the $600,000 houses are not um, brand new, for sure, <laughs> if you're, depending on your size. But um, it's probably going to be an older home that's going to need a little bit of rehab. And that's what we bought into again. And so... Um, it's just interesting to me, um, the expectation, uh, of what you're looking for and what you get, they, they're not matching. So. Yeah, we, I mean, we're noticing the same thing out there and we've definitely been, uh, you know, when our clients know is they're starting to buy like a house hack or another rental that you're going to, you know, you and about 20 other people are buying some of these houses or trying to, and we're gonna take a black eye or two and don't get, uh, don't get nitpicky on a couple of small items. Big items, we'll negotiate. Small ones, just take it and pay in a year or two or whatever the issue is, you know? Yep. Yep, yeah, totally. So I, I wanted to ask you that because I think it's great because I mean, like, obviously, like, you know, you, you know, we're, we're in, we're both in the trenches and slightly different sets on, you know, we're on the brokerage side, you're on the PM side. But I mean, like, you're obviously like knowledgeable, like you're, you feel confident in the rental market. You feel confident in the long-term outlook of Denver. And so you're, you're still out there buying and renting places. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going to go back and touch on a point and it also relates to some of the legislation, but, um, you know, one, one thing that I found interesting before we were going to come on this podcast was termination dates. So, um, it's very interesting when we get to a termination date during this COVID thing that people just decide that oh, it didn't work out, so I'm not going to move. And that has happened in one circumstance. And um, they actually have moved, but they haven't turned the house over. And it's just a really weird situation. It's people have no regard for their contracts right now. And, and uh, I talked to the attorney and he just said, I, I, we don't have an explanation for it other than the fact that I equate it to the executive order and all the stuff that tenants can get away with right now, it's a 30-day notice for posting, so it gives them more time. Um, now, you know, the governor's looking at charging no late fees until next year, which is craziness. That's what California is doing. So, I mean, it's just almost like they think they have the upper hand. And... Um, I had a co client call me from, he's in New Zealand. He's coming here back, back to Colorado to live. His tenant that he's had, a great tenant, decided to leave December. And he asked me if I could rent it up for four months. And then he wants it mid-April. And I just said, I don't, I, don't, 
what, what if they don't get out? Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, you're, you literally are at the mercy of the courts. And right now I would not want to be at the mercy of the courts. So I said, I recommend if you can afford it, let it sit. I would not try to rent it for four months. That's interesting. I, I would agree with you in the environment. Like, because if they need to move back in here, I'm assuming, you know, whatever family or whatever, you be back here for a job. Like, yeah, that's, that's a risk you probably don't want to take. No. And, and it's just because of experience of what we're seeing. People are just, you know. So yeah, the legislation created an environment for the tenants that they, it, it almost feels like they have the upper hand. And I, and I, and it's unfortunate for owners that, um, I don't know how private owners are doing it, but, and, and other property managers, but that's what I've seen. Yeah. Awesome. Man, Marie, well, you answered my questions. I know you're busy managing properties and now probably having to move again. Um, any final thoughts or data points you want to share? No, I, you know, I always appreciate being on here and hearing what other people are doing, but uh, I, you know, I think, I think if, if you're investing in, in the Denver market, again, interview for a good property manager, the uh, legislation and the laws, um, make sure they know what they're doing and, and you can navigate those to protect you and your asset for sure. Um, that, that would be my words of encouragement, but don't be fearful of it for sure. I agree. Amory, thank you so much. And we'll be talking one month from now rather than two months. Awesome. So I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. All right. Now I'm talking with Gray Hall from GK Houses. Great. Glad to have you back. Thanks, Chris. Glad to be here, man. Yeah. So I know we missed talking about the August numbers. So we're recording this in early October. So I'm going to Ask you politely for numbers for August and September, <laughs> which I'm really curious to hear since you know the, the CARES Unemployment Act ran out at the end of July. So I want to see how much your impact it made for your portfolio. Yeah, that's been the storyline. It's always been look to next month and we'll see and look and look and look. And so we ended up very consistent. I mean, that's kind of the storyline that I would project for like delinquency um, is we are 97% collected for both August and for September in 2020. So we have not felt the drop-off um, with the CARES Act running out and the additional stimulus at the end of July. Um, so very exciting, but it's kind of, you know, this is becoming the new normal, so I'm expecting 97%. Um, and October, you know, we're kind of jumping ahead, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been very consistent with, uh, with rent collection those two months. And so really, I mean, if you're at 97%, I'm assuming that's, you know, it's hard to get much better than that. Um, it so... is, yeah. With just a large volume, you know, oh, yeah. 97% is, uh, yeah, a couple of houses. We've got probably three or four that have been delinquent past 30 days. And outside of that, everybody's, you know, might have a small rolling balance with some fees, but um, 100% stuff. Some people do it, but I'm pretty happy with 97%. So no major drop-off going from July to August or anything? No, it was really shocking. And I, I might have even expected it September um, that yeah. when we start seeing it come through, but we really didn't see that. We haven't seen that in the numbers. And then October is just as strong. I mean, we're at 95% for October. So, and we're at the ninth of the month. So we're going to end somewhere in the 97%. We got some payment plans rolling through. Um, so I've not seen the drop-off and across the, you know, we manage a couple of different markets and it's, you know, we're collecting rent strongly than we ever have. And so it's a similar storyline, not just in Colorado, but kind of nationwide people are valuing where they live. That's one of the bills that I'm seeing that they pay. And so even more so than last year, we're, we're up percentage-wise year over year from where we were collecting last year. 
And I, I recall, I, I think, and I, I might be uh, mixing some some conversations here, but I think you had a couple tenants back when we talked a few months ago of people that were not paying rent and would be evicted before the eviction moratorium. It, did you have a couple of those, or am I, am I crisscrossing we, my messages here or my conversations? Um, <laughs> we, we had a few that we were posting okay. on. Um, so, but we, we never ended up going through any evictions. We either negotiated to get them out. Um, or they were on a payment plan. And so we've only this whole time, we've got now one tenant who's kind of ghosted us and is basically not responding, not you know making any effort to make a payment plan, et cetera, not really showing that they've been affected by the CARES Act or sorry, by the, uh, the COVID. So, um, yeah, luckily I haven't had to go through any of those. And I, I, I talked with another property manager who luckily they got it in between, um, the timeline before you had all the, uh, the new legislation through. So, yeah, good on that front. We've kind of got a few who have, uh, we've been trying to evict for stuff outside of rent. Um, and so that kind of didn't really fall into this case. And so when you started posting, was that what got people motivated to start start paying then? Because they knew like, oh, I, I need <laughs> to do something or I'll get, actually get evicted? Yeah. When you see that on your door, um, that's when they'll typically reach out to us. And so you know, we're trying to work with them, You know, trying to call. We, you know, we're just putting, a really, uh, putting our best foot forward there. But when they see someone there with us, when they see people reach out, give us a payment plan. A lot of these people, you know, it's if they lost their job, they're going through a lot of stuff and maybe they don't want to face that conflict. Um, tough yeah. conversation to have, but, you know, we're willing to work with them. And so we'll bring that to our editor and kind of work something out because at the end of the day, vacancy is expensive. Evictions, who knows how long they would take or if they would go through right now. And so uh, working with the tenants once they bring that up is, uh, has, has been very successful for us. Great. And so you said some other ones, like they're in payment plans and other ones you... Mm-hmm. Was it basically cash for keys? Yeah. Um, I think we offered cash for keys for a few um, and then had a couple end up just moving out with the balance. So they, they would kind of stop responding and then they'd let you know that they moved out. So that's kind of, that's okay. I mean, it is what it is. You'd like some notice to be able to release the unit. Um, but this is, you know, it's probably less than 10 that we've had out of uh, all the tenants that we managed for. Okay. So again, it's very normal. So very... I mean, it's, yeah, very, yeah. very normal. I mean, nothing kind of abnormal. I wouldn't really pull anything out that, uh, kind of COVID or the you know, economic environment has really driven uh, too much of that for us. Okay. And any, how's the leasing looking in terms of like new leases, new leases, lease yeah. time, renewals, that type of stuff? Yeah. Um, it was crazy this summer. We were talking b- before, but it's just June and July are insane. I think every property manager felt it out here. August is still strong. Start to feel a drop off in September. Um, homes yeah. sitting on the market a little bit longer having to drop the price a little bit more aggressive, having less showings. We saw a dip in application. So it was kind of, I think, end of, uh, end of August, beginning of September is when it naturally drops off here. But it, there was a week where it just we felt the summer was over. Um, and I was looking beforehand, I was looking at kind of all our outstanding properties on the market and the ones towards the top of our list. So looking at days on market, those are they're more combos and you know, multifamily stuff. The single family stuff is typically flying off the market. So that kind of leads to the theory that people may be, um, yeah, kind of gravitating more towards that as well. And so um, still leave some properties. Just we're trying to be a little bit more aggressive right now because we know coming up into October, November, December, the holidays, less people moving out here in Colorado with weather um, that we're pushing to you know, get all the inventory that moved out um, at the end of the summer uh, off the market. Okay. And in terms of, like you said, the, the condos and multis are, are leasing mm-hmm. up a little slower. Is that, is that all across the metro? Is that more like downtown centric? More downtown centric and especially that class A stuff. Uh, it's kind okay. of a storyline. It, 
it's still leases, but you just got to be a little bit more aggressive. We had to drop two reunits recently um, just to try and get them filled. So more so kind of the downtown. That's where a lot of our, you know, multifamily stuff is. Is that um, like the, like the, like some, like the newer stuff? Uh, yeah, some of those like newer downtown. Kind of, okay. Yeah. Some of the, we, we got one of those, we got a unit over uh, on California street. I think we had to drop recently, um, which is kind of right in the middle of it. And stuff is leasing, but you know, if it doesn't have parking, it makes it a, a lot more challenging. It's kind of got to be the right tenant for that stuff. Um, so those are just, you, you got to put special attention. You got to, uh, probably, you know, throw some promos out there and, and it might take a little bit more effort to the lease than some of the single family stuff we've been throwing out. Yeah. Cause I, I've talked to, you know, we, we help a lot of house hackers buy properties, as you know, and I've, I've had the, I don't know if it's a real thing or just me perceiving it this way, but I've had quite a few clients the last couple of months where, you know, they're, they're, they're downtown near Coors Field and they're like, yeah, I'm ready to buy a house hack. And they're like, yeah, you know, I, I'm paying $1,800 a month in rent. Now I'm seeing the signs out front for $70 a month with, with two months free rent. And, you know, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're not happy about it. And of course, they talk to property managers like, well, no, your contract says that. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it sounds like that Class A stuff. It's from the clients I've talked to, a lot more concessions versus rent drops, maybe on like, the, you know, the, the, the brand new stuff. Um, but sounds like some pretty heavy concessions for that, that new stuff downtown. Yeah. And you can look at it either way. Yeah. Sometimes we'll offer a month free and kind of keep the rent up there. And Zillow, the eyeballs will go to it if you drop the rent down. So we've had to, to use that. So we use a combination of those. Okay. But at the end of the day, you kind of look at it in that number as an investor and it's the same to you, but you know, it's just marketing if you put something at 1799. So using those strategies uh, to get those leads. But yeah, some of that class A stuff, there's one unit in particular that's just kind of sitting out there. And so we've had to drop that below what we were able to lease it for uh, two years ago or a year ago. And what type, can, what type of prop is that? Like just general location, like, you know, uh, yeah, class, it was, uh, unit mix? Yeah, Inca, Inca Street. Um, and it's like the, the kind of townhome, the four-level townhome, like the three-bed, four-bath with the rooftop. So, okay. um, yeah, we just have to drop it below just be more aggressive on price, mm, okay. which is wise. I, I, I would advise that at this point, uh, just getting some, just calculating the cost of vacancy. And so we're trying to advise that if stuff is not going, if people aren't seeing it, being aggressive with the, uh, the price drops, um, on that, just vacancy is so expensive. And so going ahead and doing what you can to get somebody in there, um, at a rate that makes sense now and potentially looking in the future. But I think that's why people like the rent concession is because the rent bumps back up. And then that is your new threshold for whenever you renew and you can do a three to 5% versus if you're, mm. you know, start lower, it's tougher to kind of get back up to that, uh, you know, the, the market rent. Oh yeah. I didn't, I never thought about that. Okay. Um, awesome. So what other just Interesting data points, trends you're seeing, like what's kind of, what's on your plate right now? Um, started charging late fees again. Um, so we so explain, that. tell that to me and listeners that I, I follow some of the rules, but like, yeah. obviously not like, you know, you guys have to follow them, actually, you know, play by them. I just kind of <laughs> hear them or through the yeah. headlines. So, so tell us what's the latest is right now in those rules. Cause I don't know them yet. Yeah. So we, we stopped charging, um, early on. It's kind of the right, you know, we just said, Hey, this is the right thing to do. Got to help people out early March, April, and then legislation passed where we could not charge them. Um, and that kind of got extended. So August, it was kind of a gray area, whether you could or could not charge them based on, we talked to our attorneys and they said, if it went to court, you may be okay, but some are choosing to hold off. So we did not charge in August. We charged in September and then October. And I just looked at the most recent email from our attorney and they, they gave us the green light. Um, and so right now what's on the horizon. So right now you can charge them. What is on the horizon is there is a group, um, that is pushing uh, governor polis to implement no late fees for the rest of the pandemic. 
Um, so I, I don't know what the timeline looks like, but there's a group of people who are advocating, I guess, on the, the tenant side. Um, but certainly, you know, wouldn't like to see that happen. I think it's good to have that leverage. Um, you know, we're obviously willing to work people not charging it for tenants who've been affected, um, you know, but if tenants are just completely not, we, it, it costs a lot of manpower for us to chase these delinquencies. And so that's part of, you know, why we collect late fees is because we got to post and make phone calls and emails and work payment plans, et cetera. Um, yeah, so man right hours, right? Climate, yeah, man hours. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, the current climate is we can charge them. Um, and we're just kind of keeping a pulse on it on a month to month basis and not holding on to it, but, um, right, we charged them. Yeah. Charging this month and we'll see what November happens. And, uh, we'll, uh, update y'all next month on, on kind of what the legislation is looking like right now. Great. One, one final question for you, Gray. Um, now in the other markets that GK is in, yep. um, ha- did they see, are they kind of seeing similar like rent collectionists? Did they see a drop off because of the uh, CARES Act of employment going away? Across the board, we are um, have lower vacancy, so we've got more units that are occupied, so less number of units that are turning. So more people are staying in units, and more people are paying time on rent than they have you know, previous day that we're looking at year over year. So across the board, we have not felt mm. that drop off, which is really surprising. Um, and you know, we're a lot in the single family and then the small multi, we don't operate in the bigger multifamily space. That's a, you know, a different ball game. So we're not operating the one to two to 300. So our data is kind of around that single family, small multi, which is a lot of what, you know, the people that you work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So super surprising that dropped off, um, in any of our markets. We've, we've kind of got a pretty good segment, you know, some higher cost of living areas like Denver and Nashville, uh, and then some more maybe investable markets. So the Birmingham's and Chattanooga's. I mean, Atlanta is a good mix of that, but across the board, it's very similar numbers to what we've got out here in Denver from collection and occupancy. Interesting. Cause I, you know, I, I've seen a few articles like the wall street journal, I think it was earlier this week, maybe last week, they had a good article just talking about, oh, they call it the, the K shape recovery now, or the K shape recession, not the V shape, uh-huh. the K shape, but just talking about basically, you know, winners and losers. Yeah. Um, and they're saying, you know, one of the winners is just the mountain West in general, the, the Denver's, the salt lakes, uh, the Boise, Idaho is just because mm-hmm. they outdoor living relatively affordable compared to like some of the coastal markets, <laughs> you know, San Francisco, New York, and those places. Yeah. Um, and they said there's been a huge boom out there. So I was wondering maybe because we're, are we more insulated on the rent side than that? But it sounds like it's You're kind of seeing all the same stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. Seeing very similar stuff in those markets. Okay. But, and we have seen an influx of people. Like I was looking the other day at leasing and, um, I've seen some people who have guaranteed work from home status and so they've, they might move to Boulder and they might want to sign a six month lease or seven month lease just to be out here. Um, but we've got people moving from out of state, moving to Colorado. Um, but yeah, which is exciting. I mean, it's, it's good for us to be, you know, have that, especially kind of mixed everything going on. Um, so that's interesting. I haven't really seen that about the, uh, the, the mountain West being necessarily shielded, but I haven't really seen price drops as much. I have nothing, nothing to know, like nothing kind of shocking and the other markets, very normal kind of market fluctuations for the time of year. Awesome. Great. I appreciate your time as always. Awesome. Thanks for having us, Chris. Thanks. And so, you know, this is Gray with GK Houses. Uh, link to their website in the show notes if you guys want to reach out and pick Gray's brand on anything. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Thanks, Chris.